Pickaxe. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM, the art of listening. And this is One Life Left. Good evening and welcome to Britain's favourite video game radio show. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Anne Scantley. And we are with you for the next hour. We're going to present an amazing, amazing feature-packed hour of video game radio. What does video game radio entail, Anne? Um, It entails some people talking about video games and then some people um, talking about video games who recorded things in the past. Also some video game-related music. Sometimes. And a very, very special guest. Please welcome Ron Fasteo. Hello. Hello. You're going to have to talk into the mic, Ron. That's Hello. how radio works. Yeah, brilliant. Now, dedicated listeners will remember Ron from maybe four years ago. That long ago? That is long. It was, it was about four years ago. Uh, we wanted to bring Ron on to show him just how far we've come since then. Because we've come so far. Yeah, it's a great, great looking office. Did you want to go on, Anne? And we've looked so high. Anymore? Oh, no. And we've looked each day and, and night in the eye. So, something like that. Now, at the time, four years ago, Ron was working for Sony. Now, he's doing a start-up in East London on Silicon Roundabout. But we'll be talking more about that later in the show. Have you had a good week, Anne? Uh, It's been a strange week. Uh, In London, it's been a strange week. And across the country... um, Not not to be just London-centric. Because we are a national radio show in some ways. And we feel it when, when others hurt... We feel it. We do, all the time. We're a sensitive radio show. It's been a strange week. But yeah, uh, then I went to the gym on Saturday and I really hurt my legs. (laughs) So it balances out then? Yeah, personal pain and public pain. How about you? Oh, my week's been uh, been fine, you know? Weird week in London. Weird week in the world. Didn't go to the gym. Um, We've got a good good news section coming up though, have we? Uh, We'll see. It's 7.03 on Monday the 15th of August. I'm Anne Scanthbury and this is the news. 
The 3DS price cut price off has begun in earnest. Nintendo cut prices this week following poor sales after launch when the RRP was £229. One Life Left won't be advertising particular shop offers because we are anti-capitalists, apart from when we aren't. But there are bargains to be had if you shop smart. Don't forget, terms and conditions apply. The price of the 3DS may go up as well as down. You could lose your home if you don't complete a street pass quest. Um, how much is it now? You can get it for as little as £115 without having to trade anything in. Goodness me. How much did you pay for your 3DS, Ron? I didn't, actually. Uh, what? I didn't get it day one because uh, I wanted to wait for some good quality software. So I waited for a price drop. And, really? Uh, yeah, Look at I you think, now. Uh, it's in. Yeah, 115 at Tesco's, I hear. Were you not tempted to uh, buy it early and get the 20 free games? No. Not at all? <laughs> no, really? But, yeah. I'm, I, I've been, obviously, playing Nintendo games for a long time, and uh, I've got uh, a good portion of the games that they were giving away. So, yeah. And I, so, you you weren't surprised at this price cut at all, obviously. You waited this yes. long. Were you surprised at the um, the sort of size of the price cut? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's quite drastic. I mean, it's almost like half price or, half price or something. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's drastic measures. I think a lot of people were... Uh, getting a little bit uh, fed up of waiting for some software, so they had to do something, really. But the software, you say you were waiting for the software. Yep. Is it in place now? Uh, I'm personally waiting for Mario Kart. Right, um, okay. And uh, having completely obliterated the DS version, um, I'm still waiting for the 3DS What do version. you mean by obliterated it? Um, Is it in pieces? Uh Pretty much. I mean, really? We, we've been playing that for a good four, four, four years now, or, or something ridiculous like that. It's like every lunchtime, every time you know, uh, work finishes. It's uh, yeah, the races that go on. How do you feel about the blue amazing. shells? Uh, I can dodge them on the DS version. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, I don't mind it. Okay, well, we, we did actually say before the show that later in, uh, later in the hour we're going to be fixing Nintendo, aren't we? Yep. So hopefully we're this will try. be... Yeah, well, this will hopefully be the last um, drastic decision they need to make after this episode of One Life Left. Yep. Google Plus is packing games. The shiny new social media site has been rolling out a games icon through the week. There are only li- a limited number of games available at the minute, including old favourites such as Angry Birds and Bejeweled Blitz, and they want you to tell your circles everything. One Life Left is waiting for the first game to include a tops off level. Have you had a chance to play the Google Plus games yet, Anne? Wait for the review section, Steve. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, spoiler warning. Actually, trail. Yeah. Trail. Professional trail. trail. Thank you. Ron? Yes? Have you played the Google Plus games? No, I haven't got an invite to any of them. Really? You don't need an invite, though, do you? I thought the icon is just on there now. It's at the top in those, you know, the uh, ones with your circles. Okay, well, I've I've been having a a look at Google Plus mainly on my phone at the moment, so, uh, Ah, yeah, I haven't had access to that. It's interesting, though, isn't it, that uh, Google have decided to move into video games? I I think they always had to, um, to continue as a platform and with the amount of people that are on there now who are the the early adopters. I think uh, a lot of them are moving away from the likes of Facebook because of the spam that they're getting with all the games. So um, they needed to get it right. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I think uh, slowly but surely they'll get there. You see, I'm enjoying Google Plus a lot at the moment. I know you are too. And I've not seen much of you on Google Plus. No, I'm not really. I haven't established myself on there yet. It's not one of my... um there's so much admin to do before I feel like I can really dive into it. But you still hang out on Facebook? Yeah, I do. Were you a Facebook gamer? No. Mm, interesting. Never. Uh, yeah, and the only time I actually have been on Google Plus recently is to go on there and check out the games. Okay. Um, 
And maybe they want more of that. Yeah, maybe that's what they're going to do with me, really. Uh, have they, have they uh, spoken about developing games themselves at all? Google? Mm. Um, I don't think so. I think it's... Uh, I think it's something they might go into later on, but I think with the amount of uh, wait, you're saying they might Google might Google, go into game. Google is that an exclusive? Yeah. Google might go into. That games sounds like an exclusive. <laughs> that is an exclusive. Go exclusive. Sony and LG have ended their ongoing legal spat over patent infringements. LG said Sony was infringing its use of Blu-ray after Sony got grumpy about LG phones. They've decided a cross-licensing deal is the way forward. During an argu- during the argument. LG had a shipment of PS3 seized and held hostage to stop them entering Europe. The PS3s are said to be recovering well and are hoping to get on with their lives without media intrusion. Patents. Patents. Are on my list of things that soon, when we're assured of having enough news in the news section, yeah. I'll veto in the news section. I would love to veto it. There was just nothing. This oh, week is slow. Patents. Patents are killing creativity in industries worldwide and... The mobile phone industry seems to be the worst of all. Yeah. Just constant patent wars. In fact, haven't Google bought Motorola today? Yes, they did. Yep. And were patents behind that? Yes, uh, I believe it was around uh, for twelve point five billion that they bought them for. About seventeen thousand patents came with that, <sighs> uh, with another nine thousand out, you know, pending. That's ridiculous. So, but it's all about patents. You know numbers. I've painted those. Really? Yeah. Really. I'm going to get them all. One life left's fine. Yeah, yeah. We can continue. Well, yeah. you'll, you'll license it out to us, I assume, for a fee. For a fee. So, um, yeah, this is this is super, super frustrating, this patent issue, isn't it, Anne? Yeah, but they seem to sort it out. But isn't it just, just sort of catty? It strikes me as catty playground fight type things. Like, you copy us, no, you copy us, no, you copy us. And it always resolves itself in some sort of huge financial settlement. So the only people really making money out of this are the lawyers. Maybe we should become lawyers. Brilliant. Resident Evil director Paul W.S. Anderson has said rubbish video game films are made by directors who don't immerse themselves in the game. Speaking to MCV, he named the Tomb Raider films as a particular example. Anderson even went as far as to say a lot of video game movies are made by directors who don't know the video games they are based on from a hole in the head. This is ludicrous, of course. Everyone knows Hole in the Head was one of the Sugar Babe's best singles. (laughs) Video games are rubbish movies. I I mean, when video games try and be movies... They're mostly rubbish. And when they're made into movies, they're rubbish. Universally. There is no good video game movie. I actually have to admit that when it first came out, I thought Mortal Kombat was actually a decent, <laughs> really? decent movie. But is that with caveats? Is that oh, it's decent but next to Street Fighter? Oh uh, yeah, I mean at the time I thought it was really good. Good you know, good cast of characters from really? the games and the good fight scenes, thumping really? music. Yeah. I don't know what the best I mean. Basically, I hate movies and video games, so it's unlikely I'm going to like a video game based on a movie. All the video game films are made from video games that I don't aren't my kind of thing. Mm. Angry Birds is making a film, allegedly. No, don't yeah, say true that. story. Resident true. Resident Evil is meant to be the best video game movie, isn't it? Uh, movie, video game, whatever. It's yeah. okay. I stopped watching after the first one. Really? Yeah. You see Silent Hill? No, haven't seen that either. It's got C and B in it. We went to see it together, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, it was good. 
Uh, it, was it wasn't rubbish. good. Um, I don't know what else I've seen that's... I mean, obviously, video games are influencing movies. I think they have been, most notably since Star Wars Episode One and the pod racer scene in that, which everyone said, that's just been put in there so you can sell a video game based on it. And subsequently, half the bits, especially in 3D movies, look like video games, right? Mm. But it's not a positive influence. No. Hmm. What do you make of uh, Scott Pilgrim? Scott Pilgrim I thought was good. Yeah. But that's more about video game culture, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not about based it's not, you know, basing a um a movie on a game. I tell you an interesting video game influence. I think Simon brought this up, uh Simon. Bless Rest him. In peace. Rest in peace. Uh brought this up a few weeks ago was the new Spider Man movie looks a lot like Mirror's Edge, doesn't it? Yes, very much so. Mm. I thought. I don't know why I looked at you. Yeah, what, really, <laughs> what, what is really Spider Man and what is Mirror's Edge? <laughs> Spider Man. And finally, a Malaysian student who was robbed of his PSP during the London riots has been given a new one by Sony. A video shows Ashraf Hazik being helped from the ground and then mugged by the people that helped him. PlayStation UK marketing director Alan Duncan confirmed that the handheld and games from Namco Bandai were delivered via the Malaysian High Commission. Now all you need to do is unbreak his jaw. Thanks, Sony. Good story. Heartwarming story. Heartwarming. Based on misery. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But I noticed that hairdresser who got his shop burnt down, he didn't get PSP. No, because he didn't have his PSP stolen. How do we know? Good point. Good point. Um, do you think that this is a case of, uh, you know, it's a feel-good story that Sony just did out of the bottom of their hearts, or do you think maybe they they saw an opportunity? Well, I think it can be a bit of both, I right? think it can too. Because I agree. it's rubbish for that poor boy like you see that video and it's so upsetting um and obviously they should just go have have another psp like that's a good thing to do Mm. but they're not going to do it quietly are they but where does it stop you know he gets a free psp Mm. you get a free psp we all get free maybe it shouldn't maybe let's not stop it it shouldn't stop is that all the news that's all of the news steve thanks anne one life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM and live across the internet at www.resonancefm.com. Anne. Yes. How are you doing? Good, thanks. If I, if I ever go over to you on a live radio broadcast like that, I'm not just trying to attract your attention. I'm, I'm hoping you'll add something to the sort of atmosphere. You can also email us at team at onelifeleft.com. Go on, give it some verve. Team at onelifeleft.com. Bang. In the background, you can hear Downstate, a song called Quiet Thought Process. Like so much of our music, it's taken from 8bitcollective.org. You can find stuff like this and other brilliant things on that website. But as we mentioned earlier, and uh, as uh, you'll have heard during the news, we've been joined this week, not by the ghost of Simon. Nope. R.I.P. But by Ron, Ron Fisteo, who now is in charge or co-founder of a startup. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yes. That must be so much different to being at Sony. Uh, yes, definitely. A uh, massive difference from, from being in a, in a big company. Uh, there's a lot of things One to of the about. biggest companies, right? Yes, possibly. From Sony to Noodle Fruits. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. So tell us what you do at Noodle Fruits. Uh, so I am uh, the co-founder and game director for uh, Noodle Fruit. It's a micro studio based in East London. A uh, micro studio? Yes, that's right. What's a micro studio? Uh, well, micro studio means that there's uh, probably less than uh, eight people. Uh, in the studio doing all the work. Okay. Uh, and right now I like. I like probably. Like maybe you can't count. <laughs> they just move around so fast. Well, it's one of those new categories that's, that's just uh, come up in the last year or so. So, okay. yeah, uh, we'd like to think that uh, that yeah, we're not a small studio but a micro studio. Okay. And developing ideas for yourselves. Uh, yes, primarily. Uh, so we've uh, created our own um, app for the uh, iOS platform called okay. the Stupid Sandwich. Stupid Sandwich. Stupid How do you spell that? S T double O P I D Sandwich. So yeah, it's a play on uh, the name of the studio as well. Right. Um, yeah, it's a very simple game. I mean, having worked at Sony, we wanted to get a little bit of experience uh, in an up and coming uh, platform like the uh, iPhone. Right. Uh, up and coming. Yeah, up and coming. You know what it's like? <laughs> Young upstart. <laughs> I, th- I think it's got yeah, something. I, I think, think it might legs. make it. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. It just really? seems a bit unlikely. You're sticking with your, your old school Nokias. Yeah. Mm. So you, you released uh, this sandwich game. Yes, we released... Stupid Sandwich. Stupid Sandwich. We, uh, we released that uh, just before Christmas last year. Okay. Um, and have done uh, several updates since. Uh, and uh, right now we're just uh, focusing on doing some design work for uh, a few publishers. Um, and uh, looking around to uh, find someone to work with on a project. So what are the challenges um, of doing all this stuff yourself next to doing it under the umbrella of somewhere like Sony? Um, I think the biggest challenge right now that, that anyone faces is, is the landscape. Uh, it's really, really changed. I think if you work for a, a big company, uh, first of all, money is there. <laughs> but um, for a startup, obviously, you know, we're funding it ourselves uh, and we're having to approach a lot of different publishers, uh, trying to get them to partner up with us. Uh, doing some design work for them and hopefully taking that through uh, various green lights, uh, getting funding for them to develop the titles. But you're Um, in a better position to be more flexible, though, aren't you, than working at a big company like Sony where everything has to go, everyone has to go through the hoops. You can just be like, hey, this is new. We'll jump on board that. Yeah, I I think um, there's two ways of looking at it. I think you're a lot more flexible if you decide to take on projects that, that are close to your heart and you can do that yourself. But if you work with a publisher... Um, they're going to want to to take a little bit of control uh, to make sure that uh, what you know what you're working on is suitable for their platforms, their audiences. So, 
you know, working with publishers, you still don't have full control over the type of projects that you work on. Mm. Um, I suppose it's it's sort of like the rock and roll metaphor, right? It's all very well being an indie and going, yeah, we just make make it for ourselves and if anyone likes it, it's a bonus. Yes. But yeah. actually you've got to pay the bills. Absolutely. Uh, and I think it's, um, you know... Uh, it's very rare for someone to, uh, to to come up with something off their own, you know, off their own back and uh, publish it all and for it to make any money. Um, and mm. I think that, uh, you know, I think I, I read somewhere that the guys that did Angry Birds, they released something like 40 apps before they had that, that game out. And, and, you know, that's the game that really made them. So it's, uh, you know, you're you're dealing with a lot of competition, especially on, on the um, iPhone's uh, app store. So, um, yeah, it's it's very hard. A friend of mine who's just put out an iOS game, he said the biggest challenge is getting other people to hear about the iOS game. Uh, yes, I think marketing is a, is definitely a, a big challenge. Um, I think while you, you know you look at traditional console gaming, you have the platforms like Eurogamer and stuff like, and actually Eurogamer, those sites are starting to come up with little sections where they mm. review downloadable titles on phones. Um, but getting into the top twenty five really is where you want to be for for something like the iOS. And uh, that doesn't come for free. You need a good story behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I created a game uh, based on looting and uh, <laughs> and stealing and stealing a you know a PSP off the backpack of, of some guys on the floor, that would generate a huge amount of you know interest from God knows where. People probably look at that and think, oh my God, what are they doing with this game? It's an outrage. But as a result, I think you'd get you know easily into the top 25 sounds like uh, in the last four years you've uh, learned a lot about marketing uh <laughs> yes yes um you you definitely i mean you know no game sells it sells itself these days you really need an angle on it if possible i think in some ways you know it's it's easy when you're a, a developer or a designer to regard the marketing department as the devil right who are always coming to you saying we need another screenshot we need an angle we need something something like yeah, this think- can you put you know this in your game or can you put this but now you're sort of yeah, you I think get it, it's an interesting one. I haven't worked for a, a big company. You, you are aware that there's always a battle between the development team and, and marketing. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, you've got to work with them. I think you've got to work together. The last thing you want is is to get on the bad side of marketing because from that moment they'll think, okay, <laughs> you're not listening to us. We're telling you, you know, what, what you need to do in order to make this game sell to the, you know, to the audiences that we cater for. And if you don't listen, you just don't get the support. It's a shame. Um, I used to think that, you know, these guys should be able to sell ice to Eskimos, right? Yeah. Um, but I remember someone telling me, yes, they, you know, they, they will sell ice to Eskimos, but they can sell it better if you had chocolate on it or something <laughs> like that. Um, so what, you know, the iPhone is an up-and-coming platform. Yeah. What else, uh, what other platforms do you think there are there for well, the future? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the, the things that we're interested in is, is obviously mobile and, and web. Um, I think web is an interesting one. Um, you know, we talked about the, the Facebook and, and Google Plus games earlier on. Um, I think those are going to become uh, a lot stronger in the future. Uh, I'm ashamed to say that I played Farmville. I played it a lot um, many ashamed. years ago. Was it, you know, no um, shame in the studio. Yeah, But, I mean, I, I, I can't remember the name of the game, but I recently played um, a game on Facebook, um, which was a, a first-person shooter set on an island. Uh, you could play with other people uh, on it. It was, it was really, really amazing. And I think you look at the likes of... Um, you know, engines that can support that sort of stuff like Unity. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be very exciting times for the, you know, for the industry. What about the uh, other handheld platforms like uh, Vita or the 3DS? 
Uh, it's an interesting one. Um, I think they're still very good, but they're getting such a bad bad time in the press at the moment um and it's it's understandable i think when you look at uh, you know smartphones where those are these days mm-hmm. um it's uh it's very difficult to you know to to justify uh spending the money on on one gaming machine that you know put you, you have to fit, fit in your pocket um for me i only have you know two pockets one is full of change and the other is reserved for my phone um, and when I go out, you know, I don't want to be looking at something. And the iPhone just handles all of my gaming needs. Full of even more change because you waited for the 3DS price cut. That's right, yeah. Very good. Okay, uh, we will have more from you later in the show. But right now, it's time for Derek Williams and his free market economy. This week, I thought you might like to know the top prices I've had for games sold online in the last week. Keep in mind that each one of these has £2 postage added on as well. Championship Manager 3 sold for £4.98. These old Champ Manager games have proven really popular lately. I had number 2 in stock for just a couple of hours before it sold at £13. There must be some nostalgia associated with old team lineups or something. Army of Two on the 360 sold for £5.99. I listed this for sale merely because the customers told me that I wouldn't be able to sell it for £5. He wanted it for three, claiming it was an old game and no way would it sell for more than three. Here I have proved him an imbecile. DC Universe Online on PS3. This sold for 11.91, without trial code of course, but it's still cheaper than paying £30 for the full brand new thing. Do you possibly get something special for free when you buy it new? Citing it being an online only game that didn't have a trial code, I managed to convince them to let me have it for £3 because I'm evil. Mist 4 Revelation on PC, sold for £11.97. Bet that's a revelation for you, isn't it? These Mist games seem pretty popular and quite cheap to obtain, exactly the way I like it. White Knight Chronicles PS3, this came in with DC Online and I paid a fiver for it. I hear the sequel isn't very good, or at least it's no better than the original, and as such, pointless. Risk 2, sold for £14.73. I bought this from CEX for far, far less than this, and I've grown to love CEX, or at least love exploiting their stupid prices. Age of Empires 3 Complete Collection, brand new, I hasten to add. I dare say this one is one of those games that can't be used second-hand. I sold it for £16.75. I'd considered offering this for sale on the One Life Left site for £18, but would any of you have bought it? Cossacks 2 Napoleonic Wars Gold Edition, 1999, which is quite a good price, I'm sure you'll agree. Trouble 2009 is a jewel in the crown, though, at £29.99, which sold within a couple of hours of it being listed, so now I feel I sold it way too cheap. I'm Derek Williams, and this is my online market economy. That's Derek Williams, his free market economy, One Life Left's weekly roundup of how the charts are doing this week. It's time for our letter section. Old school. Old school. Uh, new school, actually. Oh, super new school. Super new school. Okay. Uh, we asked a question last week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, and the question was, uh, what game would you give to uh, a gaming virgin, if you will? Um, someone who's never played games before, what would you? What game would you uh, recommend they play first? Do you have an answer to that, Ron? It's, it's a, a hard one. one. Yeah, it is a difficult one. I may need some time to think. Okay. <laughs> have, 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 have a moment to think about that. Okay, uh, this one's from Hal Walker. He says, hey chaps, games to show a virgin. It all depends on whether or not I want them fiddling in my field, so to speak. Why? It's fine. If I could use someone like you on my team, I'll tailor it to them and go out of my way to ensure that they like it. Maybe even throw a couple of rounds to bolster their confidence. If it's just some nosy 
word that I can't say on one life left. I'll throw them into a late dungeon on Demon's Soul or something, then I'll tell them all games are like this, and I'll go off scuttling to drink some Carling Black Label, or another brand. Any brand. Any brand. Cheers, says Hal. Thanks, Hal. Thanks, Hal. Um, David Burrows has made a suggestion as well. He says, a game to show a non-gaming friend uh, what it's about. Conundrum. I'd go for something simple and accessible. Uh, Cannabolt on the iDevices slash web. No console purchase necessary, and it shows off what games are all about. Cannabolt is by friend of the friend of the show, Adam Atomic. Oh, good. Uh, it goes on to praise it by saying, pretty aesthetics, button mashing, timed precision, leaderboards, and some darn good fun too. But that's the sensible answer. And by Simon's dodgy gift sta- uh, salute, it's that's just not what OLL is about. Simon's not here. It's not here. Uh, so he's going to give them The Hobbit on uh, his old ZX Spectrum. He got stuck on it 20 years ago, and perhaps if the stars align just right, maybe they will get through that seemingly impassable door. Mm. Thanks, David. Mm. Ron. Uh, so I've got a letter here from Waffles. Uh, it says, Hi team, to someone who has never played a game before, I would show Super Mario Galaxy. Its purity and universal appeal would be welcoming to anyone, and the spherical planets make for an infinite going-around potential. Um, they also ask, are any of you going to the Eurogamer Expo this year? Are we? I don't think we've decided. We haven't Maybe. received Eurogamer's invite yet. No. I'm sure it's uh, in, the in the post, post. lost in the email. Yeah. Uh, or even a financial incentive for us to go. No. But they can just give us any small amount of tens of thousands of pounds. Yeah, that'd be totally or, fine. Or thousands of hundreds um, a pound. Just ask us. We just want to be wanted. That's pretty much it. Um, Also, just want to say thank you very much to Cameron Davis for sending us some codes for games. Send us codes and stuff. Please send us codes. Also, also on the subject of begging, here's a beg from us to you, listeners, or from Derek to you. He says, Dear glorious and wonderful One Life Left team, who are most definitely not nincompoops, that's a callback. Yeah. He's making a CD. One Life Left. Do you remember that we did a CD before called Music to Play Games By? Well, he's doing, sure do. Derek is curating Music to Play Games By 2, and he wants contributions. So if you've had any music, or if you are writing music at the moment, that is inspired by video games, or even better, inspired by us, yes, then you should get in touch with Derek. And what's his email address? You see, Derek says in that email that his uh, One Life Left email address is defunct. Oh, really? Yeah, so maybe just put him on Twitter. Oh, maybe just find him on Twitter where he's Derek FME? Yeah, I, I think, think Derek, Derek right. FME. I'll fix your email address, Derek. I can do that. Um, if you want to get in touch with One Life Left for next week... Oh, thank you, everyone else, for yeah, your letters. Thank you. thank you. We read them all. Do. All of them. We can be anywhere when we read them. Mine come to my mobile phone, so I could be anywhere Usually doing anything. Usually work. You just, <laughs> I, I read them in a park sometimes. Oh, sometimes. Mm, any of those things. Ron, have you thought about what your game would be yet? Yes, I have. Uh, it would be Pac-Man. Pac-Man? Yeah. Okay, why is that? Uh, I think very simple. It's just four directions, up, down, left, right. Um, you know, go away from the ghosts that are chasing you, eat okay. these pills, and uh, eat, so the, simple. Eat, eat the big ones and chase them. Yeah, I think it's very simple. Um, if you have any further emails on that topic or on, or on our new one... What's our new one, Steve? I don't know whether to introduce it now or later in the show. I think trail it now. Trail it now. 
which is going to concern something we've already talked about and trailed later in the show. Interesting. Look, how would you fix Nintendo? Oh, That's okay. what we want to know. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll ask you again later in the show. If you've got any emails to send us, please email us. Team at oneifleft.com. And uh, you might be on next week's show, which will be really, really exciting. It will be exciting. Okay, for now, here is Dr. Avatar. Twenty hundred hours. Doctor Avatar emergency dictation for patient Shepherd, comma commander. The commander arrived complaining of visceral pain located in his hypogastrium and radiating into the groin area. I would normally have excused this to shoddy space rations, but he looks especially miserable. It's time to strip off that armor and have a better look. Twenty one hundred hours. Pelvic examination has revealed a pulsating mass located on the patient's. Assault rifle measuring 4 centimeters by 5 centimeters and steadily growing before my eyes. Intravenous clotrimazole has been administered, but I think that's just made it angry. Are those tendrils? 2200 hours. I managed to subdue the lesion with a standard issue medic class pistol, but not before it succeeded in killing several members of the nursing staff. At this point, it's clear that this can only be space gonorrhea. A frank discussion with the patient reveals he has slept with every member of his crew who would let him. I can only imagine that that's against regulations, but he is awfully dreamy. 2300 hours. After three conversations, I too have slept with him. How does that happen? I'm... I'm checking myself into emergency. An indication for patient Shepard, commander.
One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. And do you know anything more about what that entails? Well, so far we've um, talked about games. We've heard other people talking about games. We've played music that sounds a bit like games. Uh, of which this is One Piece. This is Waltz in C++, which is my favourite title of the week. And it's by Impulsandregang. What language do you think that is? Uh, Norwegian. Uh, could be. Could be German. What do we know about Germany? People are there at the minute. They are. Who's there at the moment? Simon. R.I.P. Rest in peace, Simon. Simon's in Cologne. That's why he can't be with us. Uh, but he will be back with the rest of the gang. That's me and you. Yep. Next week. But right now, we're going to fix Nintendo. Wow. I think two episodes ago, spurred on by a comment by you yep. on Google+, Plus, that's right. I promised to fix Nintendo in that show. And, as is the One Life Left way, got distracted before the end and didn't actually get round to you it. You said you were going to do that. You said, you'd said I was going to do it. Yep. Said I was going to get distracted, yep. got distracted. So, in that sense, didn't let anyone down, but still felt guilty about it. And so, here we are. So, what's wrong with Nintendo? Uh, where do we start? Yeah, where do you start? Where do we start? I mean, you know, they ebb and flow. Some people would have said that the, the, the GameCube was a failure, and then they came back with the Wii. Yep. Is that how you perceive it? No, I, I think Nintendo are always always there. I mean, they've got such great heritage. It's, it's hard to ignore. I think recently... Uh, with the 3DS and and the way that they they went about handling the announcement of the Wii U, um, they've just been getting some some bad stick. I mean, from from shareholders that are demanding all kinds of craziness, and it's it's just lacking confidence. Um, you know, that's, that's what they are. They're a company that's uh, that's lacking a bit of confidence mm, at the moment. The shareholders have demanded, haven't they? Demanded that they put their games on iOS. That's Is right. that right? Yeah. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Does it? it? Sounds like crazy talk. That sounds like Moon Man story. That's mental. Insane. Crazy. Courtney Love style. If she was mental, which she's not, she, m- she could know. be. We she don't could, know. And we're fine with it if she is. So you think that's not crazy? That's not crazy. Why is that not crazy? Tell us why um, that's not crazy. I think if you look at how many people um, have iOS devices, and if they release something like you know some of their old catalogs. Um, They'd be making bazillions. But isn't the wa- reason, the whole reason people buy into Nintendo hardware to get their hands on that IP? Um, and if I can get that anywhere, then why would I bother? Sure, but I, I wouldn't be talking... I mean, if I was at Nintendo, I wouldn't be talking, like, you know, Mario Galaxy 3 or something new. Mm-hmm. We're talking about these games that they've had for years and years and years that they keep kind of, you know, regurgitating out into their into their stores, their digital stores. Um and, you know, it's old, old game and watch stuff, um, which people still, I think it'd be perfect to play on, on mobile devices, right? Mm, but you say that, but one of the criticisms I've heard about Nintendo is that it's always the same game. It is always the same. Mario, you're always jumping on the heads of the Goomba. Zelda, you go and get the hook shot, go across to that bit of the dungeon, get the boomerang and do this. You know, all of these things. Metroid, oh, it's a girl, spoiler warning. Yeah. It's always the same game. So if I get that game on iOS, why do I need to go and buy the GameCube 2 or whatever the next thing is? Well, we know what the next thing is. What is it, Anne? Uh, Wii U. And that's the one. Yeah. I, 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 think that, um, I think that Nintendo always innovates slightly with, with each new title that mm. they do. But it is. I mean, I still think that some of their old titles would, would work really, really well um, on, on mobile devices. So you they, s- they would make money from it. That's true. But at yeah. what cost, Ron? At what cost... It, Iwata swears blind that he will, you know, he w- you will not see a Nintendo game on on mobile platforms while he's a CEO of okay, Nintendo. Okay, so if they're not going to do that, 
then what are they going to do? Um, I, I think with Nintendo, it's down to software. Um, mm-hmm. Software is or has always been their strong points, and I think that they need to get their act together with that. Um, the 3DS is suffering because there isn't that much software out for it, and Nintendo had this problem, I think, where you know Nintendo first party are always the uh, the, the ones delivering the, the the good quality games. Right? So make make good games. Well, That's one. Are... Dear Iwata, Yeah, uh, we've well, sorted it. I, I think they already make good games. The, the thing is that they Better. just they just they more just need them. to. They just need to get it out there. Get it out there. More of them. Yeah. Dear Iwata, take this down, man. Dear Iwata, that wait. All right, I actually take it down. <laughs> Dear Iwata, yeah. Make good games. Make get get it out there. Get em, get them out there. Yeah, get them get them out there. More more of them. Yeah, more of them. Better of them. Yeah. That's that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Also, anything else? The Wii U. Do you think that's going to work out for them? I am actually. Looking forward to the Wii U. I'm looking forward to it as well. That's not the same question. Uh, I think it will. I think it'll do well. I, th- I think they've, okay. they've got a bit of um, you know they've got a bit of damage control to to, to do based on that terrible um, launch that they did right. the announcement. Um, but I think that once you start having a look at proper games and the way that controller works with the console, yep. um, I think that magic will will come back and uh, those so investors will be eating their words. Stick with the Wii U. The magic will come back yeah. and the investors will eat their words. Magic comes back. Investors eat words. Yeah. And what about the 3DS situation? Ooh, I don't know. Um, really? I really bin don't them. know. Bin uh, them all. You, you <laughs> Landfill. Find the EC site. You could grind them up because then there'd be collector's items. Put them on eBay. Okay, well, let's not go into that yet until I get one so that okay. I can sell it later on. So send you a 3DS. Yeah. Bin the rest of them. No, I've got it. Send you a 3DS. Bin all of the rest of them but one of them. Put that one on eBay for loads of money say it's vvv rare use the at sign instead of the a in rare because that looks cool say look as well with two ats um profit huge brilliant okay um i think we fixed nintendo um i've got the letter okay sorry actually go on just just read it out dear iwata make good games get them out there more of them Better of them. Stick with Wii U. Magic comes back. Investors eat words. Bin 3DS. Then eBay won. VV Rare. Brackets. Send Ron one first. Profit. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, we had uh, we we sent a letter to Japan this week. We did. We had uh, another letter. If you want to send a letter to Japan, you can do so by emailing team at oneoflift.com. And uh, we had a reply. But first, I'll read the letter uh, which went to our Japanese correspondent Ariel for Q and A. Dear Ariel, love the segment. Honestly, I don't know how you managed to live in Japan, what with your government of big robots and their vicious anti-human policies, but I'm super grateful. Anyway, Ariel, I'm so excited. Catherine just came out over here. I haven't played it yet, but I understand it's full of inexplicable anime segments and boobs. Finally, I'm going to experience what most Japanese games are really like. Right? 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 To a lot of Westerners, Japan can seem like a pretty weird place. Japan has anthropomorphic capybaras, Hello Kitty toys which are not safe for work, and a pedo bear look-alike lurking everywhere. 
Do a search for Rirakuma. That's R-I-R-A-K-K-U-M-A, and I think you'll know what I mean. Yes, Japan is also a relatively robot-friendly country, and we're all very thankful the giant robot ceasefire agreement of 2010 continues to this day. The robots are now a peaceful bunch. Do you know what else Japan has a lot of? Animated adventure games! If you're a fan of anime, you may have noticed Japanese-only releases of adventure games based on your favorite series. Licensed games like that are a dime a dozen in Japan, and yes, they have a lot of anime cutscenes. And some boobies. Okay, there are a lot of boobies. Now, Catherine, on the other hand, is a bit of a different story. Even in crazy Japan, Catherine received a lot of attention for being unique. Yes, it has that heavy adventure game focus you'll either love or hate, but the story doesn't particularly contribute anything new to the Atlas repertoire. See the Persona games for more details. Where Catherine innovates is the way it weaves its narrative in between bouts of pushing block puzzles. This puzzle-come-adventure-game concept was groundbreaking, and you'll be hard-pressed to find another combination quite like it. Now, whether brutal block puzzles is your cup of tea is another question entirely. Back to normal. Yeah. What have you been playing this weekend? Well, I went on to Google Games, Google Plus Games, and had a look around. They look like old games, like all of the games you can find on the internet, really. 7 out of 10. Yeah. Is that it? What did you play? No, I played um, Bubble Island, uh, in which you're not actually on an island. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there's just a load of bubbles in various... Uh, formations. You have to shoot uh, one coloured bubble at its uh, com- the same coloured bubble uh, on the structure till you match three of the bubbles together. Right. So what game is this? Bubble Island. No, but what's it based on? It's based on. Come on. Oh, that one. Come on. That one. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all know it. We don't need to say it. Do let's, we? Not, no. uh, let's not. We all know. We don't need to patronise the listeners by saying yeah. which. You know. Yeah, and then you burst the bubbles by making bubbles go together. Okay. Why do you think it's called? called uh, Bubble Island? Well, because uh, in between the levels you are moving from island to island. That's the I- the island's it. a metaphor, right? Yeah. Also, if you lose, uh, there's like a raccoon that is shooting the um, bubbles out of this bubble shooter. Right. And, and if you lose, it dies. Like, blood comes out of its head. What? Yeah. I was pretty shocked by that. Obviously, I lost at some point. Did you take a mark off for that? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did. I think that was a bit unnecessary. I have a question. Um, <laughs> did it ask you at the start if you wanted to share lots of personal information with yes. the game? Did it? What did it ask for? Uh, it said, do you want to share your personal information? What, specifically? Uh, no, it's... Uh, yeah, actually, there were terms and conditions, but I didn't you just really... just skip over them. Just skipped over it. What's I the worst that could I happen? I haven't actually given much information to Google Plus yet, so I figured, well, yeah. you can have my name, probably. Okay. That's pretty, and all that's your friends' there. names. That's out And there. all their addresses. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. You're, well, you're all right with that, though, weren't I'm you? I'm totally, totally, totally fine, fine with that. that. If yeah. I get to play a game, then you're fine with that? Uh, of course, of course. And, and I didn't share anything with any of my servers. So, because I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to infiltrate their their streams. So, Naturally. Yeah. So, so did you enjoy the game? This, uh, yeah, it was good. It was totally fine. Like it was a completely nice... original piece of IP. Yeah, you just shoot bubbles. It's mm, great. Shoot. Uh, and then there was one thing where you could shoot bubbles against the clock. Oh wow! So that was what good. Did they think of that. What will they think of next? I literally don't Amazing. know. Amazing. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to them having some interesting games on there because at the minute it just looks like 
games you could play elsewhere <laughs> in one place. Could be a tagline for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, seven out of ten. Ron. Yes. Hello. Hello. What have you been playing this week? Uh, so this week uh, I uh, managed to um, pick up a game that I've had in my collection for years and years. And ah, so uh, you knew you were coming on the show, yes. and you wanted to do do one thing, do one thing special. Yep. So it's something you've been keeping back for us. That's right, especially for you. I see. I see. And it was uh, it was a copy of Dead Space, Dead that, Space. I, uh, that I opened up. I yeah. see. Uh, prompted by the sticker that it had on on the cover. Was it okay. Nine nine out of ten. It's uh, you know the game that uh, toppled Resident Evil off. Uh, of the survival horror genre. What could go wrong? So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, keen to get into that. Of course. So keen that you've kept it shrink-wrapped for many years until the right opportunity that's came right. along. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's uh, it's interesting. So first thing that, uh, that I didn't like is that uh, it gives me motion sickness. Oh, no. And it's uh, it's not what you want in a game, really. Did you vom? Uh, nearly. A little? Nearly. In your mouth? <laughs> no, not quite. Oh, okay. Nearly. okay. Um, I can't play first-person shooters. It just gets me sick. Uh, and, uh, but this is a third-person shooter, right? It is, okay. but the way the camera works uh, has the same effect. So, okay. um, yeah, I can only play in short bursts at a time. Uh, so I'm in section four at the moment. Uh and not a lot to report, really. It's uh, it's okay, um, but uh, I think games that I've played since then that have come along mm. have been so much better right. uh, in story, pacing, and everything else. So, you know, I I found that this is something I feel quite a lot about these sort of big budget games. You know, in in the last few days. I commonly find myself playing things and thinking, this is great, right? It's really well made, but it's not moving me in any way. I'm not seeing new things. It's just incredibly professionally produced, yes. like really competent. I felt the same about, um, what was that game I was playing? Uh, Infamous, Infamous 2. I thought it's, it's great, you know, I'm, s- I'm sort of enjoying it, I'm having a nice time, but there's nothing in it that I think, wow, you know, that blows me away. Mm. And I think that's probably a good thing for the video game industry, like to have this base of just good, solid, competent titles that you can direct people to and say, yeah, this is a good thing. If this is your sort, you'll like it if you like that sort of thing. Yeah. But for me, the games that really stand out are the slightly weird, a bit broken ones. Um, uh, those are the ones that are more interesting to me. I don't know if you're the same. Uh, no, I mean I, I like the the big productions um, mm. and the ones that are you know that have a story behind them. Uh, and you'd think that Dead Space w- w- was like that, but it, I don't know. The story just doesn't come across clear okay. enough. Um, I like you know I like having a connection with the character that I'm playing you know uh, as. Yeah. Uh, and it, I find it very strange that he doesn't talk. Throughout the game, oh, I'm still in section four, like I said. But you know, there are things going on, and he doesn't react apart from a little bit of heavy breathing. And here he and just there. doesn't say much. He's just a strong silent it's, type. It's, it's a very, very strange feeling to, to be playing a game with someone that doesn't talk. Okay, but it's basically good. But yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. I, I wouldn't say it's 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 there on top of something like Resident Evil. I think it's just different. Mm. So, okay, what, what would you give it? Um, I would probably give it a seven. Seven. It sounds about right for yeah. the review. I've been, been playing. I've been playing Joe Danger. Oh, really? By our friends at Hello Games. I've played this before, of course. I think yeah. I probably even reviewed it on the show before. But you I went back have. to it this week in lieu of anything better to do. Been a bit dismayed by the um, quality, or at least the range of the games available on PSN Plus this uh, this month. I played uh, OMG Z, which we talked about last week. Yeah. But I couldn't really find anything else to grab me, so I went back to Joe Danger. And? 
nothing more to say. It's still great. It's Daredevil Dennis on the BBC Micro, that's it. And they've just announced a sequel, which I notice has skiing sections in, much like Daredevil Dennis on the BBC Micro. I'm not saying anything. We all get inspired by different games. You know, we're all a bit shameless. Um, but it's great. It's really, really good fun. Obviously, part of this has come back because I've been enjoying Thousand Heroes still on the iPhone. Still the best at that. Still number one. Why try harder? I hope I am number one. I haven't actually checked today. No. Shame oh, to you on. Probably not. Uh, but yeah, really, really enjoying it. Seven out of ten. Good. Good. Okay, uh, that's our review section. We will be back next week with more reviews uh, of the same, you know, level so of exactly the same games. We'll be reviewing the exactly same the same games. games for the rest of the season. Uh, but for now, this is Craig the Rage McCullum. It is nineteen eighty-seven. I am ten years old. I'm sitting on a flesh-coloured beanbag in my room, playing the video game Dungeon Master on my new Atari ST. It is beautiful. Next to me sits my new stepbrother Dean. He is grotesque. Dean is a wet-lipped, asthmatic, baseball cap-wearing endomorph. He's wearing a Miami Dolphin sweatshirt that has not been washed in the entirety of its 18-month lifespan. Dean is 15 years old, but has a reading age of 9. Dean does not understand the workings of the Dungeon Master universe, but insists on sharing the joystick with me, sending us blundering into gangs of screamers, who shriek us to death as he gazes dumbly into the screen and I dig my nails into my palms in rage and frustration. I want nothing more than for Dean to leave me alone, retreat back to his Dr Pepper, Lynx and Beef Burger fart-smelling bedroom, and allow me to enjoy Dungeon Master in peace. But Dean is not just a malodorous, russet-cheeked, pot-marked teenage fleshbag, not just my stepbrother. He's also my teacher. Two weeks ago he showed me a copy of the magazine Parade, commentating as he flipped through the pages, noting the terror and awe as it registered on my ten-year-old face. Dean taught me that day that ladies have a creature that lives beneath their belly buttons, in between their legs. A creature that lies dormant 99% of the time, so you would not even know that it was there. And if you leave it alone, it will not trouble you. But should you ever venture too close to it, this creature, Lisa Stansfield he called it, Lisa Stansfield will attack... This dark, hairy creature will launch itself, spitting, snarling and biting, and it will not stop until it has consumed you entirely. It won't just gobble up your body, said Dean. It will eat your soul up too, for dessert, like a Viennetta. I later found out the name of that beast, the true name. It was not called Lisa Stansfield, but every other word that Dean told me that day was true, and for this Dean, I will always be thankful.
One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. What are we, Anne? We're a video game radio show. But we're not just any video game radio show. We are nominated. Nominated? Yeah, that's true. What's happened? We got nominated for GMA again. Thanks, guys. Games Media Award. Thank you to everyone who nominated for us, us for a GMA. Yeah. Super flattering. That's really nice. Fifth year in a row. Fifth year. Had a look at the nominees. Had a little look. Yeah? What do you, my, what do you my, think? Well, I mean, they're all right. Yeah, they're all right. But they're, they're just playing at this. Not many of them that are on FM, though, are there? Actually, any of them that are on FM? Uh, well, I looked. I think we are the only video game radio show that broadcasts on FM. On FM, the realest of the of the M's. I mean, I didn't really look in detail. There might be uh, once I'd confirmed that we were the only one on FM. Uh, I thought there may be some on medium wave, but medium wave. It's a dying art I mean, form. really, medium wave. We could be on medium. <laughs> I mean, we could. <laughs> could be on medium wave. <laughs> What's the point? But we're on 104.4 Resonance FM, the best radio station in the world. We also broadcast on the internet at... Uh, Come on, www.resonancefm.com You've got it. So thank you to the Games Media Awards. Good luck to everyone who's nominated. Apart uh, from the people in our category. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's super awesome. Simon will be back to talk about this next week, at of course. At length, undoubtedly. Anything else we need to round up? Uh, oh, we yes, do of need course. to say... Uh, thank you very much to who was it that just sent in some song lyrics for our um, 8-bit karaoke it was Nicholas Scarhill uh, thank, you, thank you so much if anyone else wants to send in lyrics that we can uh, we can sing at One Line Left that's our karaoke night in Nottingham please please do that because we will sing them and you will be you might sing them you might come and sing them yourself you're welcome to do that totally welcome to do that but it's about time we closed up the show uh, we don't have our traditional outro music for reasons beyond our control so instead we're going to play you out with this this is cover of Slint's Good Morning Captain by Method M Method Airmosh Pit it says here um, well, which is quite a name it's an amazing song it's a brilliant cover I had this retweeted this week love this don't you thank you so much ron for coming on the show no was it everything you expected uh, much more do you think we've grown oh uh, yeah it's, it's a nice i studio. mean i don't mean physically i know we've grown physically and not always in the right direction but yeah. do you think we've grown we think we we're a better a better show than we were four years ago much better really? yes much yep. better yep much better not saying that under duress nope nope you're not holding a gun to my head brilliant perfect thank you to all our contributors this week uh, we have really really enjoyed all of your pieces if you want to hear them in full obviously you'll have to listen to the podcast apologies for the minor technical errors there yeah we're going to be back next week aren't we if you want to get in touch with us before that you can email us at team at onelifeleft.com otherwise we'll see you then have a good week see ya bye <laughs>